Hey, everybody. I'm John Dwoskin, an executive advisor and business coach. I work with successful business people who are stuck and want to take their company to the next level. Today, though, get ready to grow your business big, very big. In just a few seconds, you'll meet a dynamic business owner, executive, or salesperson willing to share the best practices that fuel their growth and success. Each interview is no more than 15-ish minutes long, so you can quickly learn effective tools to put into your business today. Please listen with new ears, and let's get to learning, let's get to growing, and let's get to thinking big. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, and thanks for uh, listening and taking time to listen to the Think Big Movement podcast. I appreciate it. Today, I'm really excited to have uh, Randy Denhaw uh, as a guest. He's not only a close uh, friend, but he's also a founding member of Denhaw and Associates, and he is a prestigious estate planning attorney, and he's going to share with us a lot of insights on why we need an estate plan and why he started it and how he started his own business and, and how he caters to his clientele. And the level of experience and service that he gives them is just incredible. He's got a phenomenal reputation, and uh, I couldn't be happier enough to have him on the show. Randy, welcome. How you doing, my friend? I'm well, Jonathan. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Fill in the gaps about you and your business, and tell us how it sprouted, and uh, tell us about your company. Well, I am, um, I've been practicing now uh, tax and estate planning law. I'm specializing in estate planning, business succession, asset protection, uh, and a few other areas, really to the high net worth market. Um, but quite honestly, I never turned down a case. They could be worth a dollar or a billion dollars. It doesn't matter because you never know, um, you know, who they know and who they might refer you. Um, but generally speaking, I, you know, pretty much interact with people of high net worth caliber uh, that have the need for estate planning. You know, what is estate planning? Estate planning is really the organization of all of your affairs uh, in a way that minimizes taxes. Um, minimizes the impact of the family in terms of the wealth transfer while also protecting your children or beneficiaries from their inability, their disability, creditors and creditors, or in-laws and outlaws. Outlaws used to be in-laws. So, you know, <laughs> the idea is we want to have mom and dad or whoever's creating, you know, these specialized trust vehicles have control, maybe not from beyond the grave, but at least have control so they can be assured of what happens is exactly going to be in keeping with their objectives. So, you know, over the last 20 years of my practice, um, you know, this is what I've been doing. I uh, having started a large law firm um, in Michigan and about almost eight years ago, branching out on my own. And I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. Right. Can you imagine working for anybody else at this point? No, no at this point. But, you know, <laughs> quite honestly, you know, th- these were, you know, these were times that I needed, it to, you know, so that I could begin learning how to play. Yes. You know, we say that well practice said. makes perfect, but if you practice enough, pretty soon you have a game. So I like to think that I have the game now. I love it. Well, um, well said. Let's let's talk about something you said as far as making sure that um, everything's in place, uh, you know, from the grave. But really having control and really under you know taking control of your of your estate and your life. I think a lot of people don't. And and it's something that they don't think about because sometimes people don't like to think about, um, you know, the grave. So what? how do you get people, like people who are listening who don't have a proper estate plan, you know, there's a lot of, you know, horrible things that can happen after if you don't have things in place. So talk about what people should be thinking about and why they uh, should be thinking about an estate plan if they don't have one and what can happen if you don't have one. 
Sure. So, you know, there's, I'll start with the last question. You know, if you don't have a plan in place, the government has a plan in place for you. <laughs> so usually that's enough to disturb somebody to action. Um, the second method that I use, it's really not a method, it's really the truth. All I'm simply stating is a fact that you can leave your, all of your hard work to two of the following three parties, children, charity, or Congress. Pick two. <laughs> Unfortunately, people leave it all too often with the failure to plan or the failure to hire the right planners to Congress. Uh-huh. Because remember, Uncle Sam is your silent partner. And unless you plan for all of your affairs effectively and efficiently, that's exactly what's going to happen. So that's the tax side. From the non-tax side, which really, you know, quite honestly, it's more impactful and more of a reason to plan. You, know, you never want, you know, little Johnny to get a million dollars when they're 18 or 25. You want little Johnny to perhaps finish school, maybe go to grad school, maybe marry well, you know, as opposed to not, you know, flunking out, you know, maybe developing a habit or hanging around the wrong people. So we want to have controls in place and a trust or some other vehicles allow for that control. You know, whether it's incentive-based, where if little Johnny, you know, makes $100, the trust will match $100 for him. Whereas if Johnny doesn't have a job, guess what? Johnny may only be relegated to a certain allowance from the trust. So all of this control can only be had with a properly drafted plan. And this is the process of taking people through to help them understand that if you are no longer here, the government doesn't have your best interests in mind. Their role, their role is simply clear the docket quickly and move the assets to whatever detriment it causes your family. I, I, I'm dropping the mic for you right now. I mean, everything you just said, what, if, if, if people who are listening don't have an estate plan, who don't have one and don't reach out to get one, whether it's with you or which we would, which I would recommend calling you at minimum, uh, foolish. I mean, Uncle Sam is your silent partner. I think that was, was, has got to resonate with people when you say that to them at a very deep level. No, it certainly does. It yeah. certainly does. And it gets people to say, you know what, you know, why am I working? You know, again, Correct. You know, the whole point is you want your money to last your lifetime and, and, and hopefully even longer. So people can set up, you know, generation skipping trust, which is really, you know, setting up a trust for the benefit of people two or more generations below you. So think grandkids, great grandkids. And you don't have to have a ton of money. But, you know, when I, for example, I first created my estate plan when I just got out of law school. I was 27. I had a job at the law firm I was with. And I had more debt than I had assets, but I had life insurance. And I wanted to make sure that if I had passed away, that that money would have gone to my intended beneficiaries. And if those beneficiaries had passed away, it was then to go to A, B, and C. Well, guess what? If you think just by having a life insurance policy and you're going to name a beneficiary, it, that's, that's where it stops. If the person you name is no longer there, what happens? You may not want to go to that person's kids. Or you may not want it to go to the estate. Well, that's what happens if you don't take control. I mean, amen. Well articulated. And uh, uh, thanks for sharing that because that was some powerful information. Let's move a little bit to something you talked about as far as your typical clientele. You know, you never turn down a client, but a lot of your clients are high net worth individuals who are putting things in place that you just talked about. And there's a level of, of service that they expect. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, how the, the Randy Denha experience as far as, you know, what, 
what do you got to do to attract these types of clients and to service these types of clients so you know you can influence them and give them the experience that they need? Well, I'm you know I'm historic, I'm the son of a grocer, so my father immigrated to this country uh, back in the late fifties. So when he came to this country without an education, you know it's a classic immigrant story. He worked. He didn't have anything but worked and worked and worked and developed, you know, really the uh, concept of grocery stores and, 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 and other convenience stores. And we, at a young age, began working with him. So we learned the importance of hard work, family, but most importantly, you know, we learned the, pri- the customer experience. So unfortunately, in the world of law, there are a lot of smart lawyers, many of which are smarter than me. But one thing that I have over many of these lawyers is I can articulate the actual sale process. I can articulate what the reasoning is, why you need exactly what you need, and most importantly, look them in the eye. So it's these sort of intangible qualities, you know, as, as the French would say, that there's certain je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that in order to move somebody to action. And unless you do, and unless you are, you know, they can believe you and trust in you, then they're not going to do anything. So... In terms of the service, that's one thing I pride myself on is I am like 7-Eleven. I never close. 24-7, I'm available. I was one of the very first attorneys at my old law firm of 85 attorneys for the first 14 years, and I started back in 1997 where I put my mobile phone on my business card. Why did I do that? Because I was promoting Randy Denha. I wasn't promoting the law firm. The law firm was the byproduct of Randy Denha. Most people do it the opposite way. They promote the law firm, and they're simply just a spoke on the wheel. I didn't do that. I did it my way, and when I left, every client came with me, and I took thousands with me wow. because they know the level of service, and they know the level of commitment, and I happen to also know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I love that. I uh, I have uh, always put my, my cell phone or phone number on, every, on most everything that I do, uh, a lot of what I do, and some people say to me, "Well, why do you do that? You don't want people. You don't want people calling you twenty four seven. But I have the same philosophy. I am twenty four seven, and and the the uh, the idea is that most. The fact is, is that most people will not call you all the time. They'll be respectful, but the idea that they have your phone number in case they need you in those moments, and that's what it's all about. It's those moments of them feeling safe that they that you are there has been a huge part of my career as well. So do you, do you find the same? I mean, people don't take advantage of it, but they know you're there if they need you. Yeah, and the, and, and, and the one distinguishing feature of, you know, sort of, you know, my sales pitch, and it, 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 it's well-meaning. I mean, I, I truly believe it. As I tell my clients, well, we're done with whatever engagement they've hired me for, I want you to call me for whatever you need. And when I say whatever you need, I always follow it up with the same words. I say, if you need a plumber, an electrician, a lawyer, a doctor, it doesn't matter, you call me. You keep me on speed dial and you call me. That right there resonates because guess what? If they have any legal matter, they call me. But they also know that I can provide non-legal services or at least a referral to. So, yeah, I mean, that is, that is outstanding. Outstanding. Um, Randy, uh, you have shared so much, so much wisdom and so much uh, phenomenal information today. Is there, um, is there anything as far as a favorite book, an article, a podcast, a thought, a piece of wisdom that someone shared with you 
um, you know, any one thing that sticks out that you can share with the listeners as we, um, in, in our last minute or so together? Yeah, you know, it, it's one. It's like the old. It's like the old quote. You know, it says that you know you live life forward, but you learn backwards. So you know, going back and and, and really just seeing where I've been and the people that I've interacted with, the network. Um, you know, even through you, um, just you know, our lunches, for example, you learn so much. But you know, you can take a favorite quote, you can take a favorite saying, and they all come together to really shape the person you are. You know, for example, I always learned. You know, get the ball out of your court. In other words, move the project along. I've always learned, you know, be humble. Um, you know, if you don't like the environment, change the environment. You know, if, 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 if whatever it might be, you need to be control and take control of your environment while still being kind to others. But just know that if you ever feel rejected or if you ever feel like you're not being accepted or that you're slow to learn, Simply give yourself a kick in the tuchas and move forward. You know, don't <laughs> lament, and it will change. So I've always believed in the, ha- the glass being half full. You know, it's never partly cloudy. It's always partly sunny. And you know what? It's your attitude that determines your altitude. And these are all the things that just affect me day by day and allow me to progress. Um, you know, I love TED Talks. You know, I love anything that I can pretty much listen to because it is difficult for me to pick up a book. I got a busy household with four young kids under the age of eight. But whatever I can do to, you know, really stay grounded and stay, you know, with a positive uh, outlook looking forward, that's what I'm into. I, I love it. I'm going to I'm going to um, end with two things. One um uh, telling everybody that one of the mailing lists I'm on is the Randy Denhawk quote of the day. So every morning I start my day, and I know you have a big mailing list where I just get a simple quote that I read that just really kind of just gets me going, and I love it. So thank you for that. Um, and I want to thank you for being part of the podcast. You're you're uh, so talented. You're so great at what you do, uh, and you're a good friend. And I want you to tell people how they can get a hold of you. Sure. So the name of my law firm is Denha and Associates, and I'm in downtown Birmingham or Birmingham, Michigan. Uh, my phone number is 248-265-4100. And if you go to my website, www.denhalaw.com, all my information is on there, including my mobile phone. I love it. I love it. Randy, thanks for being part of the show. Uh, it was um Incredible. You shared some great advice, uh, and I would suggest uh, that people listen to it again, especially if you don't have an estate plan. And if you need one, give Randy a buzz. Randy, thank you a billion. Thank you, Jonathan. All right. Thank you all. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Talk to you. Thank you for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. For show notes and links to anything we talked about, please visit johnswaskin.com. For additional best business practices, you may enjoy my latest book, The Think Big Movement, Grow Your Business Big, very big. Lastly, if you want to talk to me about advising and coaching your business, please email me, john at johndwoskin.com. Text or call me at 248-535-7796. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and as always, think big. I got some pictures on